Hello, Steelers Nation Radio, and welcome to another edition of the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. On today's episode of the Blitz, Arthur Motes and I yap about Cam Hayward in a contract restructure, the Steelers' uh, just entire salary cap situation and all the moving parts there. We also do some report cards for the Steelers' rookies. Now that they've had a full year, we've had some time to think about it. What do we think about the Steelers' rookie class from this past season? And we also discuss what all of this, the Cam Hayward contract extension and the cap situation means for the future as we still await uh, word on Ben Roethlisberger. So let's get it going. Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Okay, okay. What's good? What's going on? You already know what it is. It is Motes and Euler, or Euler and Motes if you want to be technical. But either way, we are on Steelers Nation Radio. 24-7 home of the black and gold. For the next two hours right here, mm-hmm. you will be hearing our lovely voices going through, talking about some of the awesome happenings in Steeler Nation. Kind of what my man was just highlighted. But if you don't know, this is yours truly, Arthur Motes. And I got my co-host with me, Mr. Wesley Euler with the amazing hair. Good day, mate. Yes, indeed, man. How are you doing today, chap? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm fired up. Another mo- You know, we were off last week from the Motes host yes, Tuesday. We were, man. But we were back in the saddle today. I'm excited for it. It's week number three of this new format. You know, it you know is. What, you know what this kind of makes me think of? What's up? You know how, like, when a... Let's say like a beverage or a food company okay. changes their packaging. Yes. You know, like maybe the Lay's or Doritos gets a new mm, logo. Mm. Or, you know, Pepsi or Coke switch up the can. Yes. What's it say on the packaging? It always says, mm. new look. New look. Same great taste. That's what it says. <laughs> Motes, new format, same great show. It's that simple, man. It's that simple. Do all the little things right. Make it a big show. <laughs> <laughs> but we are an interactive show. And I always like to get this out there at the front. So. For those that would love to participate, I'm talking to you, Power Grid. I'm talking mm-hmm. to you, Megawatts. And if you're not a part of the Power Grid and Megawatts and you want to join, I'm talking to you as well. Best way to do it, though, is to get involved with the Twitter.com. That's at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And, man, we got a couple of, uh, well, we got actually a ton of things to talk about. We do. But first, man, we got to start with, you know, a little bit more of the serious Serious tone. Yes. Coach Tomlin, man, head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, recently tested positive for COVID-19. He put out a little statement saying that, you know, he is feeling, you know, as best as possible. Obviously in a quarantine and things like that. But, you know, just definitely want to keep him in our thoughts and prayers, man, during this time. I hope everything works out for him. But, man, it's crazy. You know, you kind of forget about it every once in a while. Now that the season is over, you don't think about covid as prevalent to the sports sure. world, right? Because sure. we're not seeing the guys, oh, he's on the list now. He's not on the list. He's missing time. He's not missing time. So you do kind of, you know, forget about it a little bit from an NFL standpoint, but this does kind of remind us of the sincerity of the situation and ultimately why we all still have to continue to, you know, do our part, right? Wash your hands, social distancing, wearing your mask and things on that nature, man. Motsi, I will say, I think for the first time in a long time, it feels like we're closer to the end of this thing than we are to the start, you know, as, as the vaccine continues to get rolled out. But, yeah, it, it's, it, it is still here. It is still something that anybody, it doesn't matter who you are, uh, can be um, susceptible to, can, can come in contact with and contract. 
obviously all the best to Mike Tomlin. Like you said, he seems, um, you know, like he's he's doing fine. Like he yeah. he uh, hasn't had any extreme symptoms or anything like that. But obviously, yeah, when you hear head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers tested positive for COVID, that kind of brings it back around. And we've done that whole back and forth thing the last twelve months, right? Of, Without a doubt, man. of times where we spend a lot of time and attention discussing. Uh, you know, COVID and coronavirus, other times where it's at the back of our minds. But, yeah, it, it is <laughs> unfortunately still here. And uh, and Mike Tomlin, yeah, testing positive. Here's the statement that he posted on Twitter, by the way. I want to thank everyone who reached out to express their concern for my health. Luckily, I have had minimal symptoms, and I'm thankful to be in good health. I want to thank the media professionals who knew about my situation and respected my privacy. It's very much appreciated. I'll be back in the office soon while I continue to work virtually from home. Thanks for your support and well wishes. Shout out to the media people too, say, man. I mean, who was that? Who are those media? Shout, you and shout I didn't know. Them. I mean, shout we weren't on it. We weren't on the I mean, text I mean, thread. How you I mean, know? Gee. How you know? I ain't know. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> how you know? He he ain't say who, so we just go act like it was us. Maybe, <laughs> could be, possibly. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but all the best to Coach T. And hey, Motsi, there's no combine this week. I know. You know, normally I'd be in Indianapolis right now. Yeah. I'd be leaving you behind for the that, usual. that big old filet at St. Elmo's and the shrimp Jeez. cocktail. Must be nice. So maybe. Road trip? <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> um, I don't know if even silver lining is the right timing of this, right? But no, but I'm with you, though, 100%. Mike Tomlin probably wouldn't be able to go to Indianapolis, I yes. would imagine, if, if that was happening. So at mm-hmm. least. Everybody's working virtually in that regard, not just coach. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent, man. It, it, it could definitely, you know, have been a lot worse. Yeah, not only for him, but for others involved in terms of the contact so tracing element of the it. Season, no question, could man. Could happen the week of a playoff game. Maybe that could have helped though. We oh, saw no. how it, oh, it, no. it inspired no, one it. team. It inspired one team. You never know. Just checking. But either was way, was it more man. the lack of coach, or was it the dancing on the logos? Wait arguments? a minute! Wait a minute! I thought it was Corvettes. <laughs> you just can't drive Corvettes. You got to drive Porsches. They're, I thought there were Ford guys in Cleveland. You know, <laughs> it is what it is, man. All General right, cool. Motors up there in Cleveland. You know, they said, "Hey, don't don't bring that Corvette stuff over here. We ride Mustangs." <laughs> cool. I'm with it. All right. <laughs> you know why? Actually, I just I think I just put this together, right? Because mm-hmm. Corvette is a Chevy. Okay. Chevy is General Motors. Uh-huh. General Motors is headquartered in Michigan. Boom. People from Ohio don't like anything to do with Michigan. Simple. Is so that simple? So that was it. it you're right. Simple, if it was man. if it was Cayenne Cayenne, and it was a fine. Porsche instead. Would be fine. If it was Co- wait no, because Cobalt's still a Chevy. I'm trying yeah. to think of other car types that start with a C. I think you pick it up what I'm putting down. I'm if it you. was Cullinan Cullinan. That's the Rolls Royce truck. If it was, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, if it was. That would have been fine. If it was Range Rover, Range Rover. I yeah. mean, we've been I doing mean, all right. I know one of the people in here drive Range Rover with really nice hair. <laughs> That's what I do know. <laughs> I see that person pull up all the time. I'm not going to say any names, though. Oh, Arthur Motes, you you always are good for a laugh, you. But anywho, anywho, I always try to provide. I always try to help out, right? That, that's my job. That's my goal in life, to bring smiles and to just bring a positive atmosphere. And. There's another Pittsburgh still that, you know, is cut from that same cloth, man, that was trying to do whatever yes, it could is. take to ultimately make the team happy, ultimately can help save some jobs, which is what we're trying to do in this world. <laughs> Especially and that, in and the last 12 months. No question. So shout out to my big man, Cam Hayward. That's my dog, my brother. 
just restructured his contract, man. Freed up seven million dollars for the team for uh, for for the cap space, which is huge because prior to that, the team was already, I believe, it was twenty million in the red. Okay, meaning that they were twenty million dollars over the salary cap limit, and that's before they adjusted any contracts, before they signed any draft picks, free yep. agents, etc. Yep. So obviously, by them clearing up seven million of that, that gets that number down to roughly in around that fourteen million dollar range in terms of still being over, but that's a step in the right direction. Now, for Cam himself, it doesn't affect his money in terms of him not receiving that money. All they did was convert, uh, I think it was a $10.5 million that he was going to be doing base salary, and they turned it into a bonus basically for him this year. And that's something that Omar Khan and the students do a lot of. They will convert base salaries to bonuses because bonuses, you have a lot more flexibility in terms of which year you wanted to count mm-hmm. on the cap. Now, the gift and the curse is this. <laughs> the restructure helps right now in 2021. Yes, it does. It hurts you going forward, similar to the Ben Roethlisberger situation. Yes, it's a it double-edged sword. So You're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Absolutely. And eventually, when that productivity starts to decrease because of the age increasing, the salary cap number is also going to be increasing. And that's typically how you get these scenarios where you get veterans who are still very productive but not as productive as their cap hit, and that's why they typically get released. That's why we're having these conversations surrounding Ben Roethlisberger right now. Not that he's not good enough to play, not that he's not good enough to make $19 million or even $25 million, but the $41 million cap hit is where the disconnect is, and now you can see these conversations. But as a whole, I think that this was a good move, though, man. For Cam, it benefits him because it guarantees your money for the year. You yes. know, Instead of having to wait until, okay, I play in the first game, and then my contract becomes guaranteed for the year. Now you got it guaranteed in February. A lot less, nothing you know, stress. Wrong, nothing wrong with nothing that. Nothing wrong with that. So you know throughout OTAs, you don't have to worry about injuries happening. You don't have to worry about that during training camp. You could just go out there and just play carefree and have a good time. Yep. Trust me, it's a great feeling. No, absolutely. Uh, uh, I mean, if you're fortunate enough to experience that, I've been able to experience it once where you had those guarantees during the offseason. It's a great feeling. Carefree. Absolutely. You got the other side where it's I got to get to game one, and then it becomes guaranteed. You're a little bit more cautious during those no, times. That, that makes sense, absolutely, and, especially and, in those long dog days in July yeah. and August out in Latrobe. And you got to think for Cam, he is older now, right? He's in his 30s now. He's already had he's a couple of thirty-two this 32, summer, yeah, because he's a year younger than me. Yeah, and I'll be going on that three-three, that Pippin year, oh, baby. Yeah. I'm excited. But um, when I think of that and knowing that Cam has also in the past couple of years, he's had some injuries, right? Granted, they weren't significant to the point where he couldn't come back on the field, but he still dealt with some bumps and bruises here and there. This is good for him. Take care of your money. Take mm-hmm. care of your pocket. Now you can go out there and just focus on playing. But as a whole, for the organization, huge step in the right direction, right? Yeah. Huge step. Because, like you said, we got to do this to get that number down because that's just one part of it, right? We, we still, in terms of the guys that you're going to be looking to either do business with or have to replace, that list is long. Bud Dupree mm-hmm. tops it off. Avery Williamson. Uh, Al Villanueva, Cam Matt Sutton. Fowler, Hilton, yep. Tyson Alualu, Zach Banner. Juju Smith-Schuster. Ju- absolutely. Sean Davis, Jordan Berry, Chris Wormley, My Jordan goodness. Dangerfield. You could, take a, you could make a team out of those guys. James not- Conner, Ray-Ray McLeod. Ray-Ray McLeod, the special team, the, 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 the return man mm-hmm. brought us back to life. Josh Dobbs, Marcus Allen. Now, granted, with Marcus is a little different. He's a re- exclusive rights free agent, so right. you can get him back Some of those guys cheap. are restricted, I think, too. Restricted but, but, free agents. So, literally, the, but, but, so the thing was, the guys that I just named, were all unrestricted. Oh, really? The only person that was restricted or exclusive rights, Marcus Allen is exclusive rights free okay. agent. Ray Ray McLeod is a restricted okay. free agent. So is Josh Dobbs is unrestricted. Matt Filer unrestricted as well. Yes, Matt Filer wow. is. Un- that's that's a game changer. That's a game changer. Matt Filer, Cam Sutton, Mike Hilton, all unrestricted. Zach Banner, unrestricted. So why is that important? 
if the person is restricted, so case in point, Ray Ray McLeod, he's restricted free agent. Why is that important? You get to tender him. You get the right of first refusal. So if you're the Steelers, you can say, hey, I'm going to give you an original original round tender. He was the undrafted guy. So, hey, you'll probably be around like 1.6, right? Whatever the numbers are sure. slated for that. Sure. It goes up every year, so that's why I don't know him exactly off the top of my head. But they could also say, hey, you know what? We think that if we if we tender him as an original round, that basically means another team would have to give up whatever that pick was for him, but they could still negotiate a contract. So original round for him, undrafted free agent, wouldn't have to give up a, a pick for him. You would just have to out-negotiate or outbid, you know, the Steelers. Right. But the Steelers have the right to match. Hmm. The second part would be if they said, well, you know what, Ray Ray's a little bit more valuable. We'll tender him at a second round. So it's either first round, second round, or original or, round. Origi- okay. That's how they do it, okay. okay? So if you tender him as a second round, now we're looking at about 2.3, 2.5, that range, right? Millions. Meaning if a team wants Ray Ray, they would have to not only give up a second round draft pick, they'd have to match but they'd that. have to match the contract yep. as well. So you can see when they're restricted, the ball is in the Steelers' court. So with Ray Ray, with Gerald Hawkins, Balls in their court with Ola Adani. Balls in their court. The next kind, they were the balls in your court even more so, exclusive rights free agents. These are the guys where essentially when they have exclusive rights to this person, it means if you want to play football in the NFL this year, you can only play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you already know how that negotiation goes. <laughs> Typically, we're going to give you the crumbs. We're going to give you the absolute minimum because sure. you don't have another option. That's your Marcus Allens. That's your Robert Spillane's. That's your J.C. Hossiner's, okay? So you can see the group of uh, your on, exclusive rights. Hold on. J- you you got to say it right. J.C. Hossiner. Oh, yeah, there, there we go. Yeah, yeah, I got you. That, 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 my Yenzer. My Yenzer was a little <laughs> off. But you can see those are just your restricted and exclusive rights, guys. And sure. Even in that mix, you got one potential starting at linebacker, Robert yep. Spillane. Yep. You got your main return guy, Ray Ray McLeod. Mm-hmm. You got a guy that rotated in there at linebacker in terms of Marcus Allen. Mm-hmm. You have essentially your third outside linebacker as well in Ola Adani mm-hmm. because we already said, what, Bud's on this list as well, and we right. all feel that Bud is, you know. So you're saying, like, if it's TJ and Alex are your starters right now, Ola's uh-huh. your third guy. Right. Yes. So you, you could just see right now, like, we have a little bit, you know, of some scenarios right here. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's feasible, but that's just that group. Now when we're talking about our unrestricted guys, like I said, that's the wild, wild west. You're, you're hoping that you can get these guys for cheap. But let's be real. A guy like Matt Fowler, right? What do you think his market is in Pittsburgh versus what he can make on the open market? Oh. I look at a guy like Chris Hubbard who didn't have as much starting experience as Matt, who was solely marketed as a right tackle and went out there and got paid. Matt has proven that he can start at right tackle and at guard and play at a high level at both of them. That I feel like that versatility is – They love that. Uh, so Yeah. So to me – it's the whole. What are you paying for that? It's the whole right, forty-seven hats. But how mm-hmm. do we find a way to turn those forty-seven hats yes, into, into 50. fifty-three? Yes, yeah, right. absolutely. Fifty-three, right? Absolutely. When you get that position versatility, that's what you want. So think that's, about guys that's a like a lot of tough decisions. Man. So when you think about Matt Fowler, but then we also say you already got Pouncey who retired, right? So you're already replacing the center. We've talked about they, they've brought up the Castro in terms of potential restructure or potential cap casualty just because of the scenario, right? Depending on how they want to handle the Ben situation, he's another person you could potentially be looking at three of your starting offense alignment, or it may be even four. You know what I mean? If you're talking about Matt DeCastro, Al, and Pouncey having being replaced next year, but you're already in the negative from a cap standpoint, so you can just see. <laughs> How difficult this can really get. I would not want to be Omar Khan right now. Not at all. That's what we're getting at. Not at all. And then on top of that, right, Al Villanueva. To us here in Pittsburgh, 
we think that Al has definitely taken taken a step back. We think that, you know, the money should reflect that. But we both know he could go on the open market right now and command double digits. You and I both know <laughs> that there are more teams like, who need left tackles absolutely. than guys available. Absolutely. So we know that what somebody is going to pay him potentially, we're going to look at him and be like, y'all can have him. Good luck. But that's still a position that you would need to replace. Now, I understand that reports are saying that, hey, it could be Zach Banner in the mix. You still got to do business with Zach Banner as well. Now, yep. granted, he should be cheap coming off of ACL, but you're still going to need to do business with him. And depending on how comfortable you are with him being the guy, you might do business with somebody else to bring in competition for him as well. So you can just see, once again, how critical these numbers are getting where you're trying to not only get in compliance with the salary cap, but put out a, a, a product on the field that's going to look like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, we don't want to like the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were in compliance. We don't want to like the Houston Texans. They were in compliance as well. It, it, it's certain teams that you don't want to look like, you know? No, it's a and, – and, and right now – we're in that scenario where we're, we got to be careful with how we make these decisions, you know? It's Man, it's a lot of moving parts. It's a lot to chew on. It's a lot to prioritize. Um, because as you clearly laid out, you can't keep – I mean, you can't. You just can't keep everybody. Correct. That's life in general in any salary cap league, uh, I think, but particularly when you're a team that's been in a championship window and you've paid guys, a team that spends to the salary cap mm-hmm. like the Steelers do, um, and – combined with you know a salary cap that isn't going up as much as it normally would due to you know pandemic revenues moats with everything you just laid out with what we know about cam hayward and his restructure i i know we're going to get to what this all means for ben later on here in in this episode but it, it really feels like they're trying to gear this thing up to make another run next year doesn't it and you can tell me if i'm completely wrong in this but if you're restructuring Cam to free up this money, if you want to restructure to it to free up this money, right? We've talked about David DeCastro. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Joe Hayden in the same regard. We've mentioned guys that could be cap casualties as well, too. Like, it feels like Ben's going to be back in there. Like you just said, they don't want this to be a, a wasted season. They mm-hmm. want to try and put the best product out there on the field. They want to try and, you know, replay the success that they had last year and, and maybe, you know, better outcome in the postseason obviously but 12 wins in the regular season division champions that is something that you can't take away from them when I heard the Cam Hayward like am I wrong to think that okay so when I heard that's where I'm going with all this over the weekend when I heard the Cam Hayward news my first thought was and again we'll get into this more later but my first thought was they're trying to keep all hands on deck I think that this means that this makes me feel more confident now than I have at least been in the last couple weeks that Ben's going to be back because they're trying to run this thing back. I don't know. Is that fair? Because if you look at it for Cam, right, they got his cap hit down to less than $7.5 million mm-hmm. this year. Almost exactly a $7.5 million cap hit, 7.48. But then it goes up to 17 and a half in 2022, mm-hmm. and then above $22 million in 2023, and $22.5 million in 2024. That's a drastic – I mean, it, it more than doubles next year, right? And it'll have more than tripled by 2023 – Am I wrong? Am I reading too much between the lines? Am I thinking too much about the, the the cap situation? Where I look at that and I think that says to me, okay, clearly there's no thought of a, a retool. And I don't even want to use the word rebuild, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. There's no thought of a retool here. They're still going for it. I do think you are correct in part. 
but I still need to see more moves before I can fully go okay. there. Because, yes, this could be the groundwork of them trying to make it where they can get the numbers to make Ben, you know, make that deal work a little bit better. But when we keep hearing the reports about Ben and more, more, more and more about that whole initial text that was released by Ed Bouchette, right, in terms of the whole I don't care about my pay now, the more and more we get the reports, the less it sounds like he's going to be so open to taking 15. We talked about the, what the 19 already is paying for. They've already made it very clear he's not coming back for $41 million cap hit. So all the restructuring we're doing, that still doesn't change his $41 million cap hit. It's true. That still doesn't change that he's going to have to play in 2021 for less than $19 million. And it still doesn't change the fact that we both know he could go on the market right now and get nineteen plus million dollars. He, he, he could get anywhere. Tw- he could get twenty five, thirty easily, e- easily, yeah. easily, and, and it wouldn't be absurd. No, the cap it would be a lot better for that team because they don't have the restructures on the books. They could sign him to like a two year deal and, and pay this pay no the question. bonus right up front, and and, and they would be fine. They'd be fine. And then even if he retires after a year, uh-huh. they'd be barely on hook for Absolutely. any of that money. So, to me. Part of me is like, well, yeah, I think they're trying to do, they're trying to gear up to see if they can make him stay. Hmm. But the other side is just like, I still have a hard time believing that number one is the right decision, because I think if he doesn't come down a lot more from that number, that's that's that's. The but thing, that's man. the problem like, because it's going to be he'll be grossly underpaid, grossly underpaid. But that's the only way to me that you're going to be able to put out a roster a product on that field that is going to stick up to the standard because what essentially will happen. And this is the part where I was like, I'm not 100% sure when you were going this direction. If they go that route, what you're saying, we're going to restructure, cut here, skim this. You're essentially going to take Ben and put him out there with less weapons. Correct. With less protection up front. With lesser roster. With less of a running game, <laughs> less receivers, and ask him to do more. That's not what he's capable of at this stage in his career. That's a great point. So – even though I can understand if they want to do whatever they can do to bring him back in as close to that $41 million as possible, right? But to me, if he's if his cap is anywhere between 35 and 41, it's too much because his productivity isn't on that level right now. When you're up that high, you have to be able to make up for a lot of inefficiencies. Russell Wilson, for example, right? You can throw him out there with no O-line. He's the most sacked quarterback in the league, but you see how productive he is, right? Because he's able to, all right, I can run for my life. I can do this. I can do that. Ben is incapable of running away from people like that right now. We talked about the O-line and how it could potentially look next year. It's only so many draft picks you get because I know that's everybody's response. What's this draft for guy? Okay, cool. <laughs> what about the running? Oh, this draft for guy. Okay, cool. What about some? Oh, just Yeah, everybody says that about the offensive uh, line. Oh, okay. They say that about the running back. Like, seriously. They're saying that about the edge rusher. Yeah. They're going to definitely just, be saying that if Bud ends right, up right. elsewhere. Just draft a guy. Are we drafting these guys in the third, fourth, and expecting them to come in and be starters? Yeah. Because that's what they were going to be replacing. Right, right. They're not replacing depth guys. They're not replacing <laughs> special teams you know, guys. Most, we're going to draft some guy in the fourth round, like, and like, he's going to come in and be Alan Fanica like, in week seriously. one. Seriously. <laughs> so that, to me, that's why I'm just like, if we're going this route where we're going to bend over backwards and make sure that Ben can stay as close as that $41 million cap it, and he can stay as close to that $19 million average pay this season, then the roster, what it's going to look like, it's going to be a shell of what it was last year. And we saw definitely how that That's started really to break point. down towards the end of the year. Now, granted, we had injuries and things like that, but you could see what the totally. roster was starting to look like towards the end versus the first 11 games. And more so for Ben's performance as well, what he looked like at the beginning versus the closeout of it. So 
I'm not opposed to him coming back. I do think that he still gives them the best option at quarterback right now. But they got to figure out some better ways to make those numbers work because otherwise you're literally going to be in this exact same situation or probably a worse situation next year. Like it, oh, 100%. Like, like that's what we're going for. That's where, that's where we're treading, and, and, and that's not good. <laughs> not good. Uh, I just – there's nothing more than I would like to be a fly on the wall down on the south side at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex to, to hear these conversations, particularly as it relates around the quarterback. I there's just so much unknown and I, I think you're right I do like I I'm a, I'm a little guilty of jumping to conclusions on this that when I see the Cam Hayward restructure when I hear that they're talking about doing it with Tuit, I'm like okay well they're gonna do the same thing with Ben mm-hmm. because they're trying to run it back this year and they're trying to load up and, and make one more run at it it's it's never just that simple well but I I wonder how much this is a part of it too mm-hmm. and, and again you could tell me maybe this is just something that we obsess over like, are we putting too much weight into, like, the idea of a, oh, it's 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 got to be a perfect, warm, and fuzzy, like, whatever happens between Ben and the organization, right? Whether it's a restructure or whether mm-hmm. it's him moving on. Like, I think we have this idea that it just has to be sunshine and rainbows and all this. Like, it has to be Ben taking a massive well, pay cutter. It has to is, be. Why do people forget? We saw this scenario with the more decorated player and how that ended. Troy Palomalu. Please tell me who was the more decorated player between Troy and Big Ben. We understand Ben plays quarterback, and obviously he's a fan favorite for a reason, and he's earned his respect. And it's arguably the most important position yes, in all of sports. But it's a difference when we're talking about Ben all time versus Troy no, all time. It's true. And they both have the same amount of Super Bowl rings on their fingers. Absolutely. But one has a lot more of the individual one accolade the situation, individual whereas the yes. other doesn't. So to me, if they could do that to Troy, who was mm. arguably one of the greatest defenders to ever play this game, not, not just safety, play this game. Whereas with Ben, plenty of people have made the argument, outside of Pittsburgh especially, that has he ever been the best quarterback in the league during his tenure? Has he been the best guy? You didn't have to ask that about Troy. You never had to ask that about Troy. Yeah. No, Motes, I mentioned I mentioned Alan Fanica there a moment ago. They declined to play ball with him whenever they thought that he was a depreciating asset. Mm-hmm. They did the same thing with our boy, Hooray! Hooray! Joey Porter. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you mentioned Troy. Um, I mean, Hines, Hines got it as Hines, well. Hines, Hines Absolutely. Ward. Hines was, yep. a, was a fan favorite, Super Bowl MVP. We saw what I he think, was able to do. I think you're right. I think we, and by we, I mean mm-hmm. people who do what you and I do for a living, and Steelers fans as well, too, because he's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's just different separate rules. I've laid this out, too. I think because of the Terry Bradshaw stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the greatest relationship. Mm-hmm. And you look at it and you say, okay, the Steelers have been a franchise for 88 seasons. Mm-hmm. 88 years the Steelers have been a football franchise. They've had two quarterbacks that have brought championships to the organization. Mm-hmm. The first one we don't have the greatest relationship with. Okay. We got to make sure it's warm and fuzzy and sunshine and rainbows with this guy. I, I'm not saying I agree with that, see, but I this, think that's what plays into see, it. See, to me, I look at it like this. Would you want to have a warm and fuzzy relationship and be terrible for the next five to seven years no, getting out not. of cap hell? Or I'll, do choose, you just, I'll choose the exactly. logo on the front over the name on the back every and, single time. And not only that, I feel like Kevin Cobra was very clear when he spoke on the situation in terms of being in the organization. He said what? I'm going to make sure that we do what is best for these Steelers. The organization and then Ben Roethlisberger. 
He didn't mm-hmm. say I'm gonna do his best for Ben Roethlisberger. No, he he did didn't not. say Big Ben, his career, his feelings, then the Steelers. No, he didn't say Steeler Nation, Big Ben and the Steelers. No, no, no. He was very particular. He was very, you know, precise in the names and in the way he said it. Pittsburgh Steelers first, then Ben Roethlisberger. So all of those things that we're talking about right now. Those are putting Ben first from a feeling standpoint, from a pocket standpoint, from a nostalgia standpoint. But when it comes to the organization, none of those things benefit that. No. The, all, the, all the scenarios that benefit the Steelers hurt Ben Roethlisberger. Correct. And what's, all the what's scenari- best for business is yes. not what's best for Ben. And what's best for Ben isn't is what's best, best for, business. for business. So here you go. That, that's where we're at right now. But look, we're going to go to break. But when we come back. We got to talk about these rookies, man. We finally got a full 16-game evaluation for some of them. (laughs) And we're going to rate them, man. Overrated, underrated, just right. But either way, when we get back, you already know what it is. It's Euler and Motes on SNR.